2: The Wild season came to an end last night in St. Paul, and they, they went out with a whimper. They went up two games to one in this series, and then the roof caved in. They end up getting beat four games to two by the Dallas Stars, and uh, the Wild, no matter what, just can't get out of the first round. Of course, the Timberwolves went out in the first round uh, earlier in the week when they got beat by the number one seed Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City, so a tough week, uh, for Minnesota teams in the playoffs. And joining us to talk about the Wild, Jess Myers from The Rink Live. Jess, been good enough to join us to college hockey, and now NHL. Uh, Jess, yeah, it, after they went up 2-1, they fell apart.
3: <laughs> what was interesting uh, last night, hearing from Dean Evason when it was all over, is – you know, they, they went up 2-1 to one on the strength of their offense. They scored three goals in the first game. They scored three goals in the second game, even though they lost it. They scored five goals in the third game. That was more than they had been scoring in the regular season. So the message at that time after three games from Dean Everson was, we've got enough offense, we need to tighten up the defense. Well, the defense was pretty good in the last three games, but the offense went away. Um, you look at the numbers from this series. Kirill Kaprizov got one goal, and it was on a power play play uh boldy got nothing he got no goals um zuccarello got a couple goals in game three but but just not enough so you need your scorers to score goals in the playoffs and that was just uh the story of this series uh, especially those last three games as the offense just just disappeared
2: yeah one of the things you could point to as well they didn't get great goaltending but you could argue they stole game one in dallas on the strength of the goaltending of Philip Gustafson, who was a great story all season. Um, it it wasn't that great, and their counterpart for the Dallas Stars, by the way, a Minnesota kid was pretty darn good. And and, and that seems unfair,
3: doesn't it? You know, if we're going to bow yeah. out of the playoffs, does it have to be on the strength of good goaltending from a, from a kid from Lakeville North that we watched in the state tournament? I mean, that, that doesn't seem right. Now, credit to Jake Ottinger, he was able to put – the distractions aside, you know, he joked with me last night that he had to buy about maybe 15 tickets for the last game. But he did say, uh, you know, and, and credit to him as a, as a Minnesota kid that we should all be proud of on some level. He said that's absolutely a career highlight for him to, to win a playoff series oh. in his home state with family looking on. So, so, so good for him, you know, good, good, good performance by him. Uh, the wild goaltending, I think, frankly, was good enough. Um, you know, even in the in the 7-3 loss in Game 2 when Marc-Andre Fleury got the start, that was the message from Dean Evison was, hey, look at the goals he gave up and tell me which one he should have stopped. You know, it was yeah. breakaways and it was two-on-ones and odd-man rushes and stuff like that. So I really don't think you can hang this on goaltending. I do tip my cap to Dallas because they are a fantastic defensive team. And there just was not a lot of open ice for the Wild uh, to make plays for those playmakers to to get stuff going. And then, you know, last night you talk about being snake bit, but, you know, Kaprizov has a has a shot at an empty net and misses it. And Hartman has a, the puck behind the goalie and it hops his stick and just, you know, it seemed like all manner of bad luck, but, you know, I I get the the vibe from people that this is just where we are now with Minnesota Sports. You kind of expect that it's going to yeah. end badly somehow sooner rather than later. I want to reject that. You know, I want to say, "Hey, we we demand better than that," but but man it just does kind of seem like that's uh, that's where we are right now which is unfortunate
2: yeah in it, it is one of those that that really stings because well the history i know it's been a long time since the north stars moved to dallas that but it it, it still stings that there were expectations that this is a year and and based on the season we saw and the fact that they had tightened it up defensively they had pretty good goaltending going into this. That if they were going to get out of the first round and maybe get on a run, this would be the year. And it ended the way other runs have. I mean, it, it it's been a long time, and they they've made you know one trip to the conference finals in in franchise history. The Timberwolves, same thing. But but for the Wild, the, this this one really stings even more than the Timberwolves playoff exit. And now you look forward and the question becomes, you
3: know, when, when we when we next see these guys on the ice for a real game, which will be in October, uh, what does this team look like? You know, uh, right. questions abound about whether Matt Dumba comes back, whether they can afford to to find a contract for him somehow. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I would probably guess the third period last night was the last game he's played in a wild uniform, especially with Jesper Walstead, the good young goalie they've got in Iowa that, that I think is – probably getting close to ready to take the next step to this level. So, you know, this this will be a different-looking team. They they did mix some young guys in this this year. Uh, you know, I saw Sammy Walker in the press box last night, a guy who's got some upside. And, Steve, I'll, I'll say this. If you want to talk good news, uh, the, the things we learned over the last six games that I, I think have got to have Wild fans pretty excited. Uh, I, I said this on Twitter last night. Brock Faber, who we've known for the last three years as a gopher nope. Looks like a guy who's going to play 20 years in the NHL. Looks absolutely comfortable on the defensive side of things. Is starting to make some contributions offensively, playmaking and all of that. I really, really think there's a, if you want the good news, if you want something excitement to look forward to, check out number seven playing for the wild, because I think he's got just a huge future on the blue line for this club.
2: Jez Myers joins us from the rink live and on the John Schuster-Coldwell-Banker hotline while done in six games at the hands of the Dallas Stars onto the offseason. You talked about changes. One thing we know about general manager Bill Guerin, he is not afraid to make changes and make moves. Uh, we know what his goal is, and we've known for a long time that you know owner Craig Leopold desperately wants... A, a Stanley Cup, and has certainly been very committed and willing to, to spend the money and do whatever it takes. But the reality is it's a hard cap league, and there is still challenges. And
3: this team was under the salary cap. Keep that in mind, so there is some wiggle room there. Um, it, it seems like uh, the wild never do enough from free agency to please a certain you know, a segment of the fan base. But there is some money there to, to do some things in free agency. You know, I don't think we will ever see a splash like uh, 2012 where you went out and got Zach Parisi and got Ryan right. Suter and, and, and signed both of them to huge contracts. It's just the, the economics of this league are so different now that I don't know that you'll see that again. But I do think that there's some opportunity there to do some things in free agency. You know, I joked last night after Dallas went up 3 nothing that you should call their arena the XL Center. Because the energy was gone from the building after that point, you know, all of that excitement from the fans of, of you know, forcing a game seven and all that, uh, reality set in and it got it got pretty quiet there in the third period. I had another friend uh, joke on Twitter that, uh, you know, don't just call it XL energy because the Wild still need a center. We, we've been talking wow. about that seemingly forever. Uh, that that center is kind of the weakness on this on this team at forward. Now centers are expensive and there aren't a lot of great ones out there, but I do think that the Wild will be in the market, you know, maybe in the draft and, and maybe in free agency to go add some uh, some scoring touch up the middle.
2: Um, what The, the superstar, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, still a young kid and still a tremendous amount of upside. Uh, hard to believe that you can say upside with the guy who's put up those kind of numbers, but in this playoff series, one goal, that's it. Yes. And, and is, and is that as much the way that... that is, is that as much uh, credit to the Stars and what they did to neutralize him?
3: I think so. Because, you know, if you watch his shifts, he was everywhere on the ice. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like he was out there coasting. And in fairness to Matt Boldy, same thing. You know, he, he worked his butt off. But uh, Dallas, Pete DeBoer, you know, we saw it a couple of years ago. Pete DeBoer was the coach in Vegas when they had that great seven-game playoff series with the Wild. So we've seen this before, this kind of suffocating, tight, Tight checking defensive style. I was really impressed by Dallas's penalty kill. For everybody grousing that the Wild uh, the the power play didn't do as much, Dallas had one of the more aggressive penalty kills I'd seen. And you know that that's maybe one of the reasons that they're uh, sitting home now playing some golf, waiting to see who they'll play in the second round. So some some tactical stuff there kind of went Dallas's way. Um, A lot of talk about the officiating and you know Marcus Foligno. Got called for a couple penalties that, let's face it, they weren't penalties. Uh, their coach said as much. But you can only hang so much on uh, a, a bad call here and there. Uh, at yeah. some point, you've got to overcome that and, and find a way, and that's what good teams do.
2: All right, what about Dean Evison? There's been a lot of speculation among fans and a lot floating around on social media that he might be on the hot seat after all of this. Do you buy that theory?
3: I don't. I, I, I think uh, they found their coach for, for at least for now. You know, I think, uh, they like the, the attitude that Dean Evison brings, you know, that, that grit first, that kind of Manitoba style. I wrote about it for the Rink Live that, you know, that, that gritty, hard-nosed hockey that you see in Western Canada. I think they like playing that, although, Credit our our friend Boyce Olson, you know who does the the morning take there. Uh, oh, sure. days with Vanita Sakaar. He had a great tweet today. He said, you know, grit first was a nice slogan. Next year it should be goals first. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's probably what you <laughs> need more that. than grit. You need you, you need to put the puck in that a few times. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw that. So uh, the work begins on the off season. Certainly a disappointing run. Now with, with the wild done, Jess. What, what, I mean, are you you ready to get out on the boat, take a breather? What's your plan?
3: I wrote about that in my column last night. I said, uh, you know, the garden centers will all be busy uh, on Saturday. And yeah. In fact, I went to Girton's today. It was packed there. Uh, I said, you know, it's time to open up the cabin, see what kind of of damage was left by the snow. It's time to maybe think about getting your fishing license. You know, we got the, the fishing opener just a couple weeks away. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's the one consolation prize. You know, when the Vikings season ends, inevitably it's about 20 below the next day, and it's just depressing and sad. At least when the wild season ends, you've got some good weather and some fun
2: stuff to look forward to now now i used to put in my own dock um and and i i tell the story i used to i i but now in my old age and now that my neighbors have gotten old we we live along the river uh we now as a group hire uh younger people to come in and put in our docks and it sounds like uh the week of may 8th the docks go in, so so things are looking up. So.
3: I used to put in my own dock as well, Steve, but then my <laughs> wife got me this unbelievable tool uh, to, to put docks in and take them out. Uh, she gave me two sons. so uh, Nice, I, yeah. I pass most of that off to them now.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's like when my my uh, dad would say when, when my brothers and I were young, it's like, Dad, when are we going to get a snow thrower? I said, I got three of them. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Division of labor, it's a good
2: thing. That's exactly right. I'm feeding three of them, I think is the exact line. Jess, always great. Uh, Happy boating season. We'll, We'll do it again soon.
0: Call me to talk hockey anytime, Steve.
2: All right, there he is, Jess Myers from the rink live. The Wild are done in six.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island